0: that. And I'm a seeker. You know, I was reading books. I was going to weekend workshops. I was doing every darn thing I could that seemed to work for everybody else. And sometimes it would feel like it was working for me. And then by Wednesday of the following week, it felt like the universe caved in on my head again and everything went away. And it literally was on a Wednesday over 20 years ago now that that exact thing happened. And I said, universe, I'm done. Either my life changes or I'm out of here. And I set a date to end my life. And I came across something called Access Consciousness. A week later, there was this tiny ad in the paper and it said, Access, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And it had this girl's phone number. Well, I didn't see it that way. And I got so angry that somebody would say that because my life was pain, suffering, and gory at the time. (laughs) And I threw the paper away. Well, the paper comes out once a week in Santa Barbara. The only thing my eyes focused on was this little ad as I'm flipping through the paper the following week. And I learned long before that, and I had the same reaction. And the thing is, I learned long before that, if you love it or hate it, there's something there for you. So I called the girl and I'm like, what do you do? And she said, well, probably a good place to start. And here I am just angry on the other side, you know, angry at my life, angry at myself for not being able to create what I wanted. And I'm talking to a marshmallow on the other end of the line, right? And how do you get angry at a marshmallow, you know? And all this stuff, all this just like right, wrong, all that sort of stuff just started kind of melting. And I was like, this is different. So anyway, I had a session of something called Access Consciousness Bars. And it's these—it's a real light touch at these different points on the head. Well, I started out and she puts her hands on my head and I'm like, okay, I'm in California. I've done a lot of weird stuff. Okay, fine. And there was this energy that started going through my body. And I was like, whoa, this is different. This feels really good. About 15 minutes into the session, I started laughing like a little kid. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and I literally was depressed and suicidal when I, at the start of the session, Wow! I was looking forward to ending my life. An hour, 15 minutes later, I get up and I have a level of peace and a level of gratitude for being alive. And I remember looking out at the sky and the clouds and the sun. And I was like, wow, has it always been this beautiful here? If it can be this way to be alive, I'm in. And from that moment, All I wanted was for people to know that's possible, whether they choose it or not is up to them, but I want them to know it's possible because I needed it and I had to search to find it. And I'm like, I'm going to do everything I can to let people know that this is available and that this is possible. But it wasn't just that, that hands-on session. What she did is she gave me a tool to use every week until we got together again. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was when the universe wanted to cave in on my head again, I would use a tool. And I would just do it. Sometimes it was just a question to ask or a perspective to take or something. Mm -hmm. And it would go away. It would change. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) not only do I have this amazing level of peace that keeps growing in my life, but when it wants to go away, I've got a way of changing it. And I was so excited. I started getting from that moment, I started getting so excited to be alive. I literally never contemplated killing myself again. And now it's been an exploration of like, how far can we go? Right. How far beyond the rabbit hole can we go? And how great are we truly? And what does it take for us to access that, but also to live it in our lives?
1: Mm. Wow. Amazing. So tell people. So wait, I have I have like five questions. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> let me let me scan for the one. <laughs> so
0: I have A D D. Yeah, totally. It's the She's like bing,
1: bing, bing. I'm like, wait, I don't want to forget any of them. Hold on. Um, wait a minute. Because I had four questions, four or five questions. So here's my here's my first question. Clearly, I'm guess I'm looking for validation. It lasted, correct? Like, yes. so did it last from the? Is it an energy type of treatment? I know bars like they put their the fingers on your head kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. does it? It did it last from that, or did it last from the the questioning that you were doing? That's that feels like it carried it. Correct? Yeah, it okay. did.
0: And it, it's actually both. It's kind of like what bars do is they dissipate the electromagnetic component of thought and judgment. Mm-hmm. So the pause. oh, look, the pool guy's here. Cool.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just saw a bird hopping around yeah. right on your head. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, welcome,
0: <laughs> welcome to my house. If you're lucky, you'll see the peacocks. Cause yeah, that's, the peacocks. that's what it
1: was. I have wild turkeys in my backyard. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. God love the south. You yeah, know? right? I know. Right? Yeah. So with that, the the positive and negative charge that most people live with starts to dissipate, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people talk about being neutral. Or for me, it's actually being able to be present. But when something that looks negative comes up out here, you don't have a negative thing to attach to it. You don't have to fight it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. You can look at it and
0: go, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." And so, so you you're witnessing it. You're you know?
1: witnessing it instead of getting lost in that thing outside of yep. you.
0: Exactly that. Gotcha. And bars gives you the space to start being that, but it, it does so much, you know, people have asked me to describe it. I'm like, how do you describe a sunrise? You know, yeah. how do you describe the first time you're hugged by somebody who truly cares about you? You know, it's like, how do you describe falling in love? You know, it, it it's, yeah. it's just, it's something that's so much more than the words that we can use to describe it. But then, So you have that as a possibility. And I'm not saying, you know, what I got happens for everybody who gets it, you know? Sure. they gets what they gets. And um,
1: that's
0: part of the beauty of it because we are where we are and we receive it at whatever level that is. But then the tools started creating a space where I could have that space more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And so rather than just being sustainable, you know, I got to this level of peace and it's sustainable. What it's created is this continuous upward movement Mm-hmm. And for the last 20 years, I've been part of creating the tools and exploring. Because what we do is we look and we look at where people are functioning and we look at what is actually underneath that that creates them choosing these things that aren't actually working, but they keep choosing them. Yeah. Or what keeps them choosing less than they know they could and should somehow. And we mm-hmm. find a way to unlock it. And then we add that tool to the access toolbox and then everybody has access to it. A new tool. So you're yeah. changing
1: the default mode network of the brain, would you say?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so tell us how you're doing that.
0: <laughs> I wish I could give us a tool. Wish, so, oh, so, so absolutely got lots of those.
1: Yeah, so give us some tools. So, so there, so it's a so access consciousness. Then would you say it's twofold? You've got a bars session, and a bars session is again the fingers. Is it on just on the head?
0: Yep, just on the head. There's 32 points on the head. Okay, And when you hold those points, what happens is it dissipates the electromagnetic component of thought, judgment, right, and wrong.
1: But but are they like meridian endpoints? Like what points are they? No, are they neurovascular is, points? Are they?
0: N- nope. There are certain, pardon me, I shut that just so you don't. Oh, know I'm like,
1: now what's happening back there?
0: <laughs> watch the guy. I know cuz you there's know a there's a lot going on over and there. whatever. It's like I just figured out, you know. Okay. Turn that distraction down just a little bit. Okay. I'm hard enough to listen to as it is. Let's, you know, let's make it as easy as possible here. <laughs> so, so there are some points that actually correspond to certain other techniques, whether it's acupuncture or kinesiology for example. Yeah. And there was an article uh, shortly after I guess the bars had been in the world about 10 years, there was an article in the New York Times that said, that if you stimulate these two points with electrodes, mm-hmm. you could induce several hours of joy or several hours of sadness. Which these are joy and sadness bars. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you—that's why when we, you know, we do this when we're stressed or whatever, totally. or yeah, thinking or whatever, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how this works. Is is it actually accesses something? <laughs> Pardon the pun, yeah. but yeah. it accesses something that that we have available. But this information until Gary, actually Gary channeled the information. Gary's the founder of Access. Mm-hmm. I've been part of co-creating it for the last 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. but he actually channeled the information 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't exist before that. And so the interesting thing is after he channeled, the people he was channeling were like, okay, it's up to you now, get to work. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't this sort of spiritual channeled modality. It was like, you need this information. Okay, now take it. And now you got to explore the rest of the universe of what's possible. Wow. So people say, how does it work? I'm like, well, I can tell you what I've seen as how it works. I can tell you what I've seen about the effects that people get. Mm -hmm. But if you want neurophysiology, I've got Mm -hmm. some ideas. We've done studies where it shows it changes brainwave patterns dynamically. Wow. In fact, the reason we did our first study was because a neuroscientist who wasn't interested in it at all had somebody while he was studying them, one of the people that he that works with him wanted to test the brainwave patterns while they were getting bars run. And he's mm-hmm. like, Are you serious? Another friggin' thing? Because he'd been studying meditation, people who meditate for 15 years. And once he saw the results, he went, Okay, we gotta study this. Wow. He'd never seen anything like it. He said, This creates the result in an hour that 15 years of meditating does. What? So yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not knocking meditation, don't get me wrong. No, like, no, no, whatever works no for you. I hear that.
1: But, it, but and it holds, you're saying after you have a bar session, it holds?
0: I'm saying it holds, but you still got to do the work.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I what that. this is because I'm trying to understand it. So it sounds like, and how often are you supposed to have these bar sessions?
0: I say as often as you can, but if you get it done once a month, you get it done once a week, get it done once every few weeks, it, it's really up to you. But what we say is you, you notice the dynamic changes from it for mm-hmm. at least the next three and a half weeks. But the thing is, we yeah. know how that thing of does it hold? Yeah. One of the ways that we're wired, there's basically, if we look at it without sounding too harsh, there's basically two kinds of people in the world. There's the seekers, and then there's the people that wonder why you're seeking. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, why aren't you happy just <laughs> sitting on the couch, drinking beer, and watching sports? I don't understand. Why yeah. do you do all this weird shit? You know? <laughs> and so for the seekers, the thing that we don't realize is, The the way we're wired is we always desire more, whether we acknowledge it or not. Yeah. So let's say the bars or whatever you do creates a certain space. Well, within a few days to weeks, you actually become that new space. It's not different anymore.
1: Yeah. But
0: after that, now you're like, okay, what else? But the way we usually experience what else is, oh my God, I just had a problem come up because that's the one thing that we'll use to push ourselves forward. Mm. So we need to recognize how we're wired in order to actually look at it and, and put it in the space in which it in in which it's actually what is acknowledging what is
1: mm. well and then it sounds like too you have to follow up with after you do the bar session even if you just do it once your thinking has to change you have to bring consciousness in and start even choosing different thoughts well or not
0: mm, tell me here's the thing about the bars mhm is the bars actually, I, yes, absolutely. In other words, you, you still got to do the work. It just makes the work a lot easier.
1: This, yeah, this is this what I'm saying. Sense. I would think the work is like choosing different thoughts. You know, tell me more about that then. What are some of the tools or how do you continue the change?
0: Okay. Well, let me just say first that the bars, they create this space where choosing the lighter thoughts
1: mm-hmm.
0: gets a lot easier. Because it's that charge that we're attracted to that makes us fight against things and fight against people and choose to load ourselves with crap. So
1: Mm -hmm. it makes
0: it a lot easier when you don't have that. But Mm -hmm. so let's talk about one, which is what's true for you always makes you lighter. Right. A lie always makes you heavier. And I think inherently we know that. But when you hear that, you go, oh, that makes sense. That's why I was listening to this person talk. And part of it was light, but part of it was heavy. And I kind of walked away kind of a bit twisted Well, yeah, that's because part of what they were saying was true, part was a lie. And if we can acknowledge that we all have that inner compass, we all know. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that we continuously deny. And it's sort of a, a thing that we've learned to do is deny that we know, because if we acknowledge that we knew, then we'd have to actually be responsible for our knowing. And then we'd actually have to realize we've been choosing what's going on. And then that might not turn out so well if we're used to judging ourselves. So we'd right. rather act like we don't know when it happened to us. So part of what occurs with access is you start to acknowledge that you do know. And then it becomes a matter of, okay, so I've got these I got these limitations. i got things I want to change. I've also got an awareness that there's something greater about me that I'd like to get to. How do I get there in the easiest way possible? Mm-hmm. So we have this other thing called the clearing statement. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to go into it because the explanation of it. I mean, I've got an explanation on my website and it takes about 20 minutes. But okay. from my point of view, it's a dynamic upgrade in personal development because you know how people will say something and then go cancel clear? Yes. So you know, that undoes it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever noticed that doesn't really undo it?
1: Right. say that <laughs> no. same damn
0: thing 10 minutes from then. Yeah. Going, I thought I cancel cleared it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this clearing statement, what it does is it asks to go back to the point of creation of wherever you created that and undo it. Wow! And so, so the root—you're
1: going to the root. Yeah. Oh, you're that's truly cool.
0: going to the root, and you're asking the consciousness of you because there. We all know, you know, in spirituality a lot they talk about the higher self. Mm-hmm. Well, my point of view is, if you have the idea that there's a higher self and a lower self, you're always making yourself the lower self. Mm-hmm. So, my point of view is, you're an infinite being, and you have a lot more consciousness available. And we also have a definition of consciousness, if you could define such a thing,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: where everything and everyone exists, and no one and nothing is judged.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: And if we could live as that,
1: yeah,
0: where we didn't judge us, we didn't judge other people, we didn't judge us. I've done this wrong, or if, and it's not about being perfect. It, and this is another thing where we get ourselves stuck is because we judge ourselves for not being perfect thinking, well, if I'm choosing consciousness, I must be perfect now. It's like, no, yeah. consciousness is, oh, I'm choosing a limitation here, or I'm choosing to do this. Okay. Now, without judgment of me, realizing that what I found is people do the best damn job they can with the tools they have available.
1: Always. So mm-hmm. now
0: rather than judging me, looking at it, realizing it's a limitation, now what tools can I use to change it? And so that's, that's what it's about. So if we recognize that if we, if the, the fundamental idea is that as a being, you wouldn't judge. Right. And as a being, you know, and with this idea of being able to use this clearing statement, and there's a short form for it called POC and POD, P-O-C mm-hmm. and P-O-D, which mm-hmm. stands for going back to the point of creation of a limitation, truly to the source or the point mm-hmm. of destruction. Ooh, because we like create limitation by creating a limited point of view, Or by taking an unlimited point of view and denying it and pretending it doesn't exist for us. So you could do the short form, which is Pock and POD. Mm -hmm. And I call them the superheroes of consciousness Mm because you may have an energy. And here's the other thing is that a lot of the things that stick us, we can't put into words. And if we could, it would take so many words that, you know, you could and could still only describe a portion of the energy that's going on. Mm -hmm. And so if we start to recognize that we're actually energetic beings meaning we're so aware and the thing that really sticks us is the stuck energies around things and where we choose something that feels like it contracts us. Well, with that, if you notice, let's say, you know, you're about to go see your ex-mother-in-law or something, we might as well make it, you know, really intense, right? (laughs) You know, and all the stuff that brings up, what you can do is just get the sense of that and go, everything that allows that to exist, I now destroy and uncreate it. Okay, which is your choice. Destroy, mm-hmm. meaning destroy the structure of it, the the mm-hmm. prison walls you're living in.
1: Yeah.
0: And uncreate, meaning take your creative energy out of holding those walls in place, because we're the only one who can hold the walls in place, and get that creative energy back to create your life. And then you go pock and pod. Or you can do the long form of the clearing statement if you happen to be dynamically um anal retentive like I am. And so, <laughs> so you just some, say if, pock
1: and pod or pock yep, and pod?
0: Pock and pod doesn't matter. Yep, and pod, and pod, yep. and, pod. and, pod. Pop and, pop pop and pop pod. pod.
1: So that's one of your tools. I like that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really the simplest form of trying to explain that particular tool. Yeah, you know, somebody who's actually interested can go explore it more. It's yeah. called a clearing statement, and that's the website too. And I, um, I
1: will be doing that.
0: <laughs> please do, it. and use it, and let me know how it goes. Because I, I will. I, mean, I will. This thing has made life so much easier.
1: It's called the clearing statement
0: Yep, the dot com. And right.